Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, Doug, it was good to see you in Austin last week. Yeah, man, that was a killer time had by all. (laughs) Uh, When is your show in the Red Room? It's tonight, which will be too late to plug. Okay, I just (laughs) wanted to make sure uh, to get that in in case we had any time travelers. Time travelers listen to the show. Hey, well, maybe. You never know. Go back, yeah, because today is Tuesday, I mean Thursday, (laughs) (laughs) Thursday, November 2nd, 2023, and our guest today is a dude I've been friends with for a while, who is currently in the midst of directing his first feature film. His name is Kevin Kraft with uh, two Ks, so that's an alliteration name, um, I was trying to think of any if we've had anybody on already that's got. We must have had somebody that has an illiterate yeah, last yeah. name and first name, right? But this one seems probably not two Ks though. That seems to help. It's yeah, helpful. I was trying to think of other ones like uh, Alan Alda, <laughs> Barry Barry Bonds, Cassius Clay, Donnie Darko. And then I got stuck at EE. I couldn't think of one for EE. Think of like any comic book hero. I believe we've talked about that on this show. Like Peter Parker. But who's an E? Yeah, oh, Eric. Eric, uh, Eric. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Eric. Eric. <laughs> yeah. And then Farrah Fawcett, Gary Goldman. I think I could do almost any letter uh, except for E. It's a real stumper. But we'll see. Uh, we'll see if Kevin has any ideas being somebody with a name like that. He probably has a uh, whole word bank of names. Of right, he'll just have it ready to go. So let's <laughs> go to work. You know, it's like I hear something new in that song every time I listen to it. It's really uh, <laughs> textured and uh, complex. Hello, Kevin Kraft. How are you? I am fantastic, Dougs. Thank <laughs> Welcome. You Welcome to the program and meet the other Doug. His name's Doug Mellard. That's Kevin hey, Kraft. Say hi, fellas. What up, what Hello. up? <laughs> <laughs> you guys are getting along great already. So... If you had to guess, how long do you think you've known each other at this point? Uh, 37 seconds. You think it's been that long? <laughs> Depends on where with... we started the timer. 
let's look at the timer. Uh, I don't have a timer. <laughs> so um, thank you for being here, Kevin. And uh, just to catch up the other Doug and the listeners, you and I have known each other for how long do you think? Probably 12 years or so, I would say. Yeah, probably in that uh, in that neighborhood. Um, we met because you were working at uh, Sirius Radio on the uh, Jason Ellis show. Yeah. As a like what what would you consider your role on that show? I mean, it, it bounced around a bunch. Like when I first started, I was just the, the call screener. Then I was a producer, and when they started counting on me to bring in guests, you were one of the first people that I re- reached out to. And then at the end of my time with the show, I was a co-host. Yeah, but also along the way, because you were you know just a screener, but like you were sort of a personality on the show. I don't know how quickly that happened, like, but I assume it was uh, fairly fast because. Um, you know, that's all I know of that show as is a show where, you, you know, you'd come in and, and, and speak frequently and, but like you sort of became like the, like a lot of radio shows, like sort of a punching bag of sorts. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think <laughs> I was, I was originally supposed to be temporary. I think when I first moved out to LA, which was close to 13 years ago, they had a producer quit on them and, you know, they were asking around corporate and they sent me in to fill in for a week. But I think because I was so psychotic and willing to do every anything they asked, they kept bringing me back and bringing me back. And then it just became permanent. Right. That's the thing is that you were you were willing to put up with abuse. So that made it, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, gave them the green light to just come up with crazy shit. Uh to to make you do and so what do you what would you say looking back on it was the craziest or worst thing that that you had to do because they asked you to who um i mean the the shock collar bikini was, <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that was not fun I had so it was a, 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 like a bra and panty set, but they had shock socks in them. <laughs> Only the panties. Oh, okay. Ooh. But you, but you had to wear the whole outfit like it was a bikini. Yeah, it was. It was actually at one of our live shows on stage in Vegas, and they. Oh, okay. I put on, you know, like a banana hammock, and they put a shock collar on my junk, one on my grundle. And then one <laughs> right, right betwixt my butt cheeks. And then they gave controls out to people in the audience and they zapped the shit out of me. Hey, you Doug, do you, have any, uh, do you have any tattoos on your grundle? I do not. But I, I was just excited to hear betwixt my butt cheeks. You don't hear that pairing of words. The much. whole, all of it was really, uh, really <laughs> yeah. fun. So then... <laughs> Cause I was there one time and you had like a shock collar on and they gave me the shock button. And I was like, uh, you know, like I had real mixed feelings about, uh, shocking you, but you didn't seem to mind it so much. So then that, I think that's what happened with them and with me and with your entire, the basis of your career is you just being willing to put up with stuff and then people then give you more stuff. 
Yeah, I was I was pretty fun at parties back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> you know, back back when I could still hang. <laughs> but also the shock thing, like as as uncomfortable as it probably was, it's you know each time they shock you, there's a kind of a temporariness to it, or did it really hurt? They definitely suck, but I believe when we had you on, we were playing shock collar Pictionary, and. <laughs> When you're drawing and getting shocked by the other team, it it can get quite aggressive and your body builds up a tolerance pretty quickly. So I would say within, you know, the first two minutes of getting shocked by those things towards the mm-hmm. end, you're, you're not feeling it. Well, it's like they even have like, uh, you know, those those uh, little discs that they stick on you, like for if you have back issues or something where. It kind of is a combination shock massage therapy kind of thing. And, you know, and those things are always like at first it's like, oh, oh, that kind of hurts. But then it kind of feels good. You know, it's transitions (laughs) with each with each pulse. So you you do sort of get used to it. Yeah. and, And before before I got into radio, I was an electrician and I had been zapped accidentally by high voltage in the past. So once once you go through that, you know, a little little dog oh. shot in the neck is that's a that's a walk in the park. Right. How bad were you electrocuted? It it wasn't terrible. I mean, it was technically <laughs> high voltage because I think it was two seventy seven. But we were we were demoing an office that was partially shut down. So just on the other side of of the tarp, people were working in the area that we weren't touching. So. Um, you know, it was like a drop ceiling with those big square neon lights. Um, yeah. and I, so I, I, the, where the wires connected, you know, I had my little wand to see if the wires are still alive or not. And I took the wire nuts off and I went to grab them to shove them up through the connector so I could take the light down. and yeah. on a sensor circuit. So someone walked by a motion detector, right. As I grabbed all the wires and uh, turned it back on and that blew me right off the ladder and nice. all these people came rushing in they're like what happened we we heard a woman scream <laughs> <laughs> we heard you scream you like a lady um <laughs> so when you see the little kid get electrocuted by the fence in Jurassic Park is that is that really you really relate to that sequence yeah yeah because it's so funny. The kid like is on an electric fence and gets electrocuted and falls off, right? And then they really do the thing where they make his hair stand up like he, you know, that's how oh, electricity that's real. got. Uh, so did your hair look like that? It didn't, but I, I don't remember this, but apparently when I was in kindergarten, I got a nightlight <laughs> while we were at the supermarket and... I went to my room and went to plug it in, but my fingers were still touching, you know, the little prongs yes. go into the outlet. Yeah. And my aunt says I got blown clean across the room and my hair was standing straight up when she came. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I don't remember. It's probably it, realistic, but it may, it felt in the movie, it just felt like cartoony, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, to like for him to look like that. But I, also I, just like, I, like it was also making fun of him a little bit, you know? I, I electrocuted myself once and my hair was definitely just straight up. It was crazy. And my hand was, was black. so funny. I looked like a cartoon <laughs> character. How did you get zapped? I was very young. I was uh, 
38 and I stuck an industrial staple into a, <laughs> a outlet. I was like four or something. But yeah, I just stuck a staple right on the outlet and uh, learned that lesson. That's a real, like it, you really, as a child, you had to really go out of your way to make that happen. <laughs> yeah, I sure did. <laughs> like that was a really interesting, like what, uh, what's going to happen when I put this in here? Um, so during the history of my other podcast, Doug Loves Movies, uh, we've had one guest host in the entire run of the series. Doug, do you have a guess who that would be? I'm going to guess Kevin because I didn't do it. That's right. <laughs> it would just be a really weird thing to bring up <laughs> yeah, uh, sure during a chat with Kevin. But yeah, Kevin Kraft filled in for me when I was sitting around in a stupid hospital with a kidney stone situation. And, you know, it was just last minute enough. What do you think? Yeah, I gave you the call like the night before or something like that. No, I think it was the day of. Day of. Like tonight, can you show up at UCB and host Doug Loves Movies? You have to do all the planning and get. you got to figure out what the games are going to be and all that stuff. Uh. And you accepted the challenge. Who do you remember who the guests were? Um, it was Matt Bettinelli Open, who did directed the Scream, the new newer Scream movies. Oh, at uh, that time, what did he directed then? Like Ready or Not or something? I think I think so. Yeah. Yeah. He had directed was... some he was there to promote some horror movie he directed pre-Scream. And I think it might have been uh, the guy from um, that was Badger in Breaking Bad. I think. Oh, Matt Jones, he's great. And then I can't remember if it was <laughs> Clark Wolf or Ricky Lindholm. Oh, they're both uh, terrific, frequent guests, so they they would be good. But yeah, that was you know for as long as I've been doing talk radio and stuff in front of crowds that was one of the more nerve-wracking experiences you know usually when you text me and you ask if i'm free at a certain time it's it's to be a guest and then you're like yeah. okay cool i'm in the hospital can you host and i was like go <laughs> 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 yeah it's uh i mean uh you know and it turned out i didn't need to i i could have done it like i it was just sitting in the hospital for no reason because i had a rare case of a kidney stone that just sort of went away on its on its own uh recognizance <laughs> it was released without bail um, <laughs> they're no joke though I've, I've been in the hospital with a kidney stone before and they are not fun no it's a huge bummer and like you know uh, i don't know why they just don't tell you earlier on in life that like if you if you do eat anything that's got a lot of salt in it just also drink a lot of water is the advice i got you know when it was too late because i i couldn't i know people that drink a lot of soda pop you know a lot of cola they tend to get is that do you think that's why you got a kidney stone because that uh is a reason it happens to people supposedly no i'm i'm not a i'm not a soda drinker so it was definitely too much salt not enough water yeah, too much salt intake is is uh is not good. So, uh, because I guess that's essentially what it is—just a little chunky, chunky salt sitting in there that uh, you know doesn't know which hole to to head towards. Um, <laughs> it always picks the tiny one. It got bad directions. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, well, so thank you for doing that. And I, you know, I, I assume that you'll be the only person to ever guest host the show because as long as I, I can do it, uh, I'm happy to. Although it might be fun. I think one time I had Sam Levine come up with some games and I participated as a guest during the uh, games portion of the show. Yeah. But uh, he didn't do a full, full blown uh, hosting like you did. But now, Moving on to your current job, which is that of uh, motion picture director and uh, your movie, much like our friend Doug Mellard had a movie come out. Uh, when did it come out? Like last year? Yeah, December last year. Yeah. Um, and it's got the name of it. It's a mockumentary uh, about a person and um, their name is in the title. Um he went with, or they went with, the filmmakers of that chose uh, Toby Blackwood. But your movie is called The Second Coming of John Cooper? Yes. Yep. How did you arrive at, you know, how did that become the title of the movie? Is it just because that's a good explanation for that it's about the, the comeback of a famous person? Yeah, it was it was originally way worse. It was um Riches to Rags, the John Cooper story. And <laughs> I, I didn't go with that. Very corny. <laughs> but that is a fun way to say, you know, because that's like kind of a uh, you know, a trope in a lot of comedies over the years is the person who uh has money and then loses it all. Yeah. And then usually it's kind of a happy ending where they either get it back or realize that uh, they didn't you know, need it in the first place. But um, I don't want you to spoil the ending on this one. But what about uh, the name John Cooper? How did you arrive at that? Um, I was kind of thinking along the lines of like, uh, you know, a lot of famous people, Sigourney Weaver aside, tend to have fairly normal names mm -hmm. so I, I wanted to i wanted to pick something simple that also had the uh the jc initials right okay you know a little bit of a commentary on celebrity worship and all that stuff so yeah a whole biblical second coming jc just seems simple enough yeah do you th are you concerned at all that people or, or is it okay if people take the the title in a sexual uh way oh no that's totally all right i mean it okay. is it is a raunchy <laughs> r-rated comedy so any anywhere you find a double entendre you you keep it there's is there a second and third and fourth uh, is there a lot of uh coming in the film uh, uh yeah there is there is one there's one and then well, there's there has a to be one, one if there's going to be a second right <laughs> yeah you got to get the party started um <laughs> well congratulations on uh you know getting that off the ground and getting uh you know uh, everybody involved on board with it being a uh you know getting the waiver from sag aftra the strike is still uh, raging on uh, as of right now. The last couple of days, though, the media has been really pushing this idea that the negotiations have been going well, but there still isn't uh, as of uh, press time, as they say. Uh, we don't know yet. 
if anything is has happened. Yeah, I was I was going to the picket lines. Uh, I went on Halloween and yesterday for the big one at Disney. And from what I've seen from SAG emails and stuff, it it seems like the last thing they're hammering out is the AI. I feel I think right. that's like the last standing issue. Right, because that's the one that they really see the dollar signs, the producers just getting somebody's image and then just doing whatever the hell you want with it in perpetuity was what they wanted. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what not not only what they come up with, but also the language of it, because I'm sure that that's probably what's going back and forth is that the producers can really fudge with the wording so that they can get away with stuff later, you know? Yeah. It's real sneaky business. It's really a weird. That's how I got into SAG after in the first place, you know, when it was when they were separate uh, after it was easy to get into because you just had to appear on a like a TV show. But uh, with SAG, you had to be like on a sitcom or a, or a movie or something to, to get into SAG. But they have very strict rules about new members to just to, so that basically the the whole world of, you know, American movie acting is just sort of like you have to use these people that are in this union. So to get into SAG, you have to have a speaking role in something. But to get a speaking role in something, you have to be in SAG. So it's this weird catch 22 that happens to every uh, actor who wants to work in movies and TV. But I was an extra in something where they put in dialogue later as if it was coming from me and the other extras. And they're, they're not allowed to do that because they could pay us as extras instead of actors and then just put the uh, voices in later. And uh, so that was the loophole that got me uh, into SAG. Um, oh, wow. Why did I tell that story? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm just saying that it's a it's a good union and strict and 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 difficult to get into. And so uh, now that I'm in it, I'm uh, of course uh, completely behind the strike. And uh, thanks, Kevin, for going out there, putting yourself on the line because it is uh, the days are warm. What yeah. Else, what else? What else is bad about it? I can't think of anything else. I mean, uh, it's it's cool to get you know fifteen thousand steps out of the way right in the beginning of the of the day. So you really counted your steps? No, I you know to get the little the little health app. Yeah, but so but you like turned it on to to see how how many you'd get in, picketing back and forth. I did. Yeah, I uh, I'm a natural born wuss. And my my doctor is telling me that, you know, now that I'm in my 40s, I got to exercise more and take care of like my cholesterol and shit. And it's like every time I do a push up, my fucking neck hurts and everything's falling <laughs> apart. And it's like, all right, if I can walk 15,000 steps in a day and that counts, I, I'll, <laughs> I'll take that rather than going to the yeah. gym. It does. It's any any movement is good, but then you know what they say about like uh, cardio is like uh, important. So just walking around with a picket sign uh, is probably because <laughs> also they get, get so crowded out there with the uh, you got to pick it in areas where they have traffic lights, so everybody sort of gets j jacked up. Uh, you you end up doing a lot of just standing in one spot too, in addition to uh, marching around. Do they do a lot? Do they do like chants and stuff at the ones you've been to? Because uh, you know, I know it's to sort of disrupt what's going on inside of the place they're picketing, but I'm just by nature, I don't enjoy a chant. 
They they did. At, um, <laughs> I I literally just got into SAG because of the second coming of John Cooper. So because oh, like, you had to cast yourself. Yeah, that's so funny because oh. that that's the. <laughs> That's the thing is that that's the loophole is that, that SAG, you know, says if you're going to use a non-SAG actor, it has to be, you know, no one else could have played the role. So you just wrote into the script lines for the director to say in the movie. They they were they were chill with me making a cameo. Um, <laughs> a very, very small character with two lines in the movie. Um, so I was like, all right, if I if I kind of squeaked in the back door to get into SAG, I'm going to go hit the picket lines and, and do my part. That's great. I love all of that. Like, it's so cool that you're you know now a member, but then also uh, taking it, taking responsibility for it. So that's nice. I um, mean, there is, there is a bit of imposter syndrome that has come with this whole journey. You know, like, you know, I did radio for close to 17 years and then. You know, I I make a movie. I, I've the script that I've written for the past five years, and bring on a team. And the only reason I directed was because there wasn't money in the budget to pay somebody who knew what they were doing. <laughs> so I, I'm I'm on this this set with all these young young kids out of film school, and everybody knows exactly what they're doing. And here struts in Kevin Jerkoff Kraft to <laughs> sit in the director's seat. <laughs> How did they know your full name? <laughs> it was on my hey. name tag. Listen, uh, listen. We we're gonna get off. to yeah. We we're gonna get to your middle name later. Yeah, <laughs> slow down, jerk off. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get to that in a bit. Um, that's what I was gonna say. Is we are gonna talk about your name, uh, one part of it at a time. But we've already uh, blown out like half the episode already just chatting about other stuff. So we're going to take a commercial break and then we're going to come back and we're going to ask you some more questions before we get into your name. So let's do that. We'll be right back. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. We are back and we're barely into it. Let's do the warm up cues. We should have like a music sting for that. <laughs> um, not really. How many? So you did the research and listened to the show a little bit, Kevin? I did. Yeah. Sneaky. Um, <laughs> Very sneaky. Yeah. We just don't know uh, if a guest is going to take the time and I wouldn't blame them if they didn't, uh, you know, so, um, you know, and it works out good for us if they did, because then we can kind of uh, surprise them with the, uh, questions in the direction it goes in but it's also not we're not here to do gotcha journalism or journalism <laughs> uh, at all um so the first question is uh tattoos what's your what's your number Ooh, uh whole bunch whole bunch <laughs> now see you listen to the show so you, you could have had an answer for this um have you really lost track 
they they kind of blended together into half sleeves. Oh, okay. So um, that that really muddied the number up. Yeah. No, that's uh that just gets too tricky to figure out if you just are like connecting everything to each other on an arm. So it's mostly the two arms and as their leg too. Oh yeah, I have I think what they call a sock that goes from the knee to the foot. I have It doesn't go all the way up to the grundle? No, no, I'm saving <laughs> that for my 50s. <laughs> yeah, when you have those ugly veins anyway, you might as well <laughs> uh pretty them up a little bit. Yeah. Um <laughs> Uh okay so but I've got I've got my feet I have my toes I have a tramp stamp um I have one on my ass You wear a lot of clothes though I do yeah like, I, it's, don't, it's... I, don't, I think I don't really think I've seen any of them maybe maybe a little bit of the sleep, the arms peeking out from underneath the t-shirt Yeah like I said I'm very sneaky and um <laughs> it's it comes as a surprise to people a lot when they see just how many tattoos I have. Do you have a jokey uh, tramp stamp or is it just a tattoo that happens to be right there? It's it was bad timing. So when <laughs> when I was 19, 20, uh, I worked at McDonald's and my buddies and I, anytime we had like our bank accounts built up like a couple hundred spare dollars, we would go to the tattoo parlor and just pick something off the wall. And this was right before tramp stamps started becoming a thing. And it's, it's, I have a lot of dumb tattoos, but it's one of the dumbest. It's just like some stupid <laughs> yellow scorpion alien looking thing. And it, <laughs> just there, just scorpion. there guarding your crack. <laughs> <laughs> I even sometimes forget it's there. And then like, I'll go to the beach with somebody and take my shirt off and they'll be like, Whoa, the hell is that? <laughs> oh, yeah. forgot about that fucking stupid thing yeah it's a the the back tattoo is always interesting to me how like little you you'd just see them in your life probably unless you had a really fancy uh bathroom where there's you know mirrors in every direction or whatever yeah i mean my, um, my third tattoo was done in a similar situation where it was me and my mcdonald's buddies we had 150 bucks in the banks so we were like all right time to be irresponsible and blow it and I, I saw this thing on the wall that was done in red ink and it looked like kind of like a monster face, like a little skull thing with flames coming off of it. And I was like, all right, I'm going to get that and put it on my my calf in the back of my calf. And the guy finished doing the outline of it. And then he was like, do you want all the other little sperms in here, too? And I was like, sperm, what the fuck? And I looked <laughs> down. It's not a flaming skull. It's a giant evil sperm. <laughs> oh my god it did, so did you go ahead and get all the other little sperms yeah yeah i was like ah fuck it we're already we're already in just throw all the little spermies into wow and is that one you've been sort of buried amongst other things or is it still prominent no it's still there i have to get it covered but Let's see. I got that when I was 19 and I'm 41. I've I've had more than enough time to cover it and I just haven't. That is a that is a wild one. That is so funny. Um I thought it was going to be I, like I've actually sure. got the same tattoo. <laughs> Sorry. What are you going to say? Pop, it's just a popular one out there. 
<laughs> All right. So you're used to with the tattoos, you're used to, uh, you know, uh, permanence, uh, you know, selecting something and then, you know, living with it for good or for bad. Um, have you have you personally had the opportunity to name any pets? Have you had any family or personal pets that you got to give them a name? Yeah, I've had um, a few pets that I've named. Um, I'm, What's an example? I had two sugar gliders named Razor and Gizmo. <laughs> Which those things are the cutest damn things that uh, ever existed. And you're not supposed to have them though, right? No, and I can I can talk about them <laughs> freely now because they died. But uh, I, right. I got them when I, when I still lived in Jersey. And... Uh, I had to smuggle them into California past an agricultural checkpoint. And I just told the guy as I went through that they were chinchillas. I like Googled what animals are legal as pets. Yeah. And I was like, cross me. I'm like, oh, please don't check. Please don't check. And he's like, all right, welcome to California. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to California with your extremely like maybe baby chinchillas. Maybe I could buy that. But you know what I mean? Isn't a chinchilla much bigger than a sugar glider? Yeah, I threw I threw a blanket over the cage in the backseat. Oh. He saw oh, the imprint. He's like, oh, what's in the cage? I was like, oh, chinchillas. He's like, all right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to be brazen about it and get a guy who wouldn't know the difference, I guess, if he, if he saw it. Because also, like in his job, like what, what does he care if it's leaving New Jersey? Right. Or is he? When, no, this where, was where the border did, to California. The border to get into California, like where, yeah, like Arizona. Yeah, because they're they're legal in Jersey. That's where that's where I got them. Right. Okay, but even like in Arizona, they're probably illegal there. You think? I don't think anybody is as big of a stickler about some of that shit as as California is, because we didn't hit any agricultural checkpoints until from from New Jersey to California. It was just California. Yeah, I would say. And also just like, couldn't you just take a different road? It's interesting that that somehow <laughs> they everywhere. can they can definitely get you, but then also then they also had a guy working there who clearly doesn't give a shit and isn't really looking for anything. Yeah. And I mean they were both they were both neutered. And I think the the big thing with California is they're they're worried that they'll escape captivity and then overbreed and destroy california's citrus crops but you know it was a male and a female. Would, that would be female, uh, spade, male was neutered they weren't they weren't doing any porking that would, but that'd be the most amazing ecological disaster like that should, <laughs> that maybe that could even be a movie where somebody brings a sugar glider in and they uh, finds another one and they mate and uh yeah like, cause they're so cute, but like, I could see them ravaging crops would be, uh, would be unpleasant. Dude, it's, it's happened. There's, there's a park in Pasadena where sh wild sugar gliders kind of have their claim on it. What? So you, could you go yeah. there and meet a sugar glider or are they, they like only come out at night, that kind of thing? Well, they, they are nocturnal. I've, I've never been there, but I've heard, I heard this like when I first moved to LA that, yeah, someone's someone's pets escaped. They they bred, and they just stay in this park in Pasadena. Wow, that's I really trippy. Park. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to go and just 
like where would they they'd be up in the trees or uh, in the bushes like where would they hang out yeah in the trees because they can they're called gliders because they can straight up just kind of sort of fly from tree to tree yeah yeah they got they have webbing like flying squirrels they're they're like a cross if you cross a chipmunk and a flying squirrel can you guys hear the leaves go shut my door no, no, we can't hear oh, it. No, it's crazy. Good. It's crazy how good the the mics are on these things now. Um, because I got a leaf blower. He, he's out there every week when we do the show, and uh, we, we <laughs> it, it, nobody ever notices. He wasn't there this week. He was out there yesterday for some reason. It was a day early. I don't know. I don't know what threw the guy off. But um, I'm just fascinated with these sugar gliders. I'm sure Doug is as well because uh, they're just what? so they're so incredibly cute. And what, so the ones that you had, did you like train them to do anything or, or were they basically, and, and, and them being nocturnal, like, would you have to like wake them up to play with them? Like, how does that work? How does it, what's the owner pet relationship like with a sugar glider? So my mom actually got the first one. She was at some craft fair and saw some guy standing by one of the booths with like, uh, little furry creatures running all over him. And she thought that they were, have you ever seen those fake ferrets, uh, ferrets that like are on a <laughs> string and you can kind of pull it and it looks like it's crawling all around you. Yeah. She, she thought it was one of those. And when she got up close and saw that it was like a real creature, she fell hook, line and sinker for the sales pitch, bought one and you get them when they're babies. Cause they have to bond to you. And it takes about four to eight weeks of them just completely flipping out, screaming, attacking you. Um, and then once they finally bond to you, like you can go on YouTube and see videos, like someone will be in their backyard, they'll put their sugar glider down, they'll run across the yard to the other side, and this thing will beeline it straight to them, run up their leg. Like they they do bond very closely to you, but this sugar glider, I was only there one day a week at my mom's house, and this thing, uh, only bonded to me it hated everybody in the house but me so she was just like uh -huh. yeah f fuck it why don't you take this thing you're the only person it likes and <laughs> when like you said they're nocturnal so i kept it in my my bathroom in my apartment and in the middle of the night it would wake up and it would run in its wheel and it would screech and like do its like little call for attention thing and i was like all right i gotta get a second one so this this thing has some company and then I would be woken up in the middle of the night by two sugar gliders chirping and yelling for attention. <laughs> <laughs> and, it is, and it's really, really loud and annoying. Yeah, they 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 chirp. They're like they, yeah. they almost sound like chihuahuas. They're like yipe, 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 yipe. <laughs> yeah, they're crazy. And, but then, so then, what do you kind? Of, what kind of attention do you have to give them? I mean, they kind they just of like to be, they like to be held or what do they yeah. like to do? Yeah. They want to be held. They want to be pet. Uh, they're, they're, they're like little crackheads for the first few years you have them. And then, and then they get very, very mellow where like literally all they wanted to do for about the last eight years of their lives was sit with me while I watch TV and just curl up in my hand. Wow. And, you know, I used I to have to travel a lot for, for work when I was with the show, you know, we would do you know, road gigs and stuff. So, you know, I, I couldn't leave them home alone. And, you know, you ask somebody, Hey, will you watch my sugar gliders and their, their heads explode. And they, <laughs> they, 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 
Like I, I one time, I hope I'm not throwing him under the bus, but I had our, our mutual friend Dustin Ibarra watch him for a weekend when I had to go out of town. And he was like, dude, I don't know what the fuck these things are. <laughs> He's crawling around in his hair. <laughs> I, I had a buddy called me crying once. He was sobbing. And this is a very stoic friend. I've never heard him cry. So I'm panicked. I know something horrible has happened. And then uh, he just, I go, hey, buddy, just calm down. And when you get a second, uh, catch a breath and then tell me exactly what happened. And he finally calms down. And then he just says, Sarah died. And I, I panic. I'm like, I know he has a sister. Oh, my God. I guess his, it has to be a sister. I guess his sister died. Like, I'm trying to figure out who Sarah is because I, I don't know that name. And then he, I was like, oh, what happened? And he says, well, she was flying around and then she just flew in the toilet and drowned. And I was like, oh, "Oh, it's your fucking sugar glider. And like still sad, but way less sad than a sister died. You know, so (laughs) there was like panic and relief at the same time. Oh, yeah. That was the thing I was told when I got them. That was like, keep your lid shut at all times. Yeah, (laughs) they will jump in a toilet and they cannot get out. Wow. And when you when you go to the bathroom you just shut the door yeah because <laughs> that'd be horrible to have them jump in and drown while you're peeing on them at the same time <laughs> <laughs> brutal they, they like water uh not being in it no oh okay so when they jump in the toilet they really just don't they're just jumping around they didn't realize what they were getting into yeah, completely accidental. And yeah, that I mean, what a way to go out. Drowning while getting pissed on by a giant. That is, <laughs> yeah. That's high terrible. on my list of ways I do not want to uh, die. Been there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that must have really, like, was your life just turned upside down by, by having pets that wanted to play in the middle of the night? A little bit uh, towards towards the end, like when, when they get a little older, they sleep damn near around the clock. Um, and the the female, she died, I think, three years before the male did. And the last few months he was alive, he would wake me up at like five o'clock in the morning chirping and I would just scoop him up in my hand, go to bed and fall back asleep. And he would just stay in my hand because I, I think they know when their time is up. So I think he was just trying to get his, uh, you know, last bit of quality time in. (laughs) That's very sweet. Um, All right. The other question we ask before we get to your name, which we really need to get to, but as uh, all this stuff is fascinating. Wait, Gizmo, excuse me, Gizmo and Razor. 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 (laughs) (laughs) So was that, was that like, um, like that was the intention to have Z the the Z letter in both names? No, it was actually accidental. Like I when I was a little kid, there was this Nintendo game called Maniac Mansion that I really liked. And there was this girl character Razor. And then those the, the sugar gliders look so much like Mogwise. I was like, all right, if I get a guy for the second one, he has to be named Gizmo. <laughs> yeah, they really have those big eyes. Yeah. And uh, they're so adorable when they blink. Um, okay. So you named those, did you, you name both of them or one came with the name? No, I, I named them both. Oh, okay. Uh, cause you get them that young initially that you can just 
they, they, it's not like you went to a shelter. No, no, they, they have to be, you have to get them when they're like five weeks old, I think, or else they, they won't bond to anybody. So you have to get them young while they're still looking to bond. And are they, are, are, I swear I'll move on, but are they popular to own in New Jersey? No, nope. Oh, because they're, people, they're just people, such a pain in the ass ultimately. No, I mean, I, th I think it's just because they're so, you don't see, like when pet shops were a thing, you didn't really see them in there. And they're, yeah. I don't know why they're not more known because they are really, really adorable. But people would see it sometime and freak out and think I had an alien as a pet. No, it is real. It is like a little monster. It's super cute, but it's like really, uh, it's unusual. <laughs> it really, uh, crazy. Um, so now do you want another one or are you, are you good on that for you've had that experience? I, I really do, but it is nice having the freedom. Cause you know, I do like to travel. I do like to go to the East coast to see my family and it is a pain in the ass finding anybody willing to watch a sugar glider who will also still do a good job. Right. Cause <laughs> they didn't, they didn't bond with it in that first five weeks. No, once, once they're bonded, they'll be chill with other people, but like people are afraid to hold them. Uh, they're, they're, they're kind of delicate to take care of. So yeah, much like yeah. wise, they, they come with a set of, a set of rules and, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's nice ah, to travel with it's Gizmo. I get I get Gizmo now. <laughs> somebody has somebody has access to the internet. <laughs> uh, this whole time, Doug, were you just trying to picture what a sugar glider looks like? Oh no, I I know. I've I've been around them. They're so adorable. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like it's too cute for words. Did I hold it when I visited you that one time and you you had had one? You, yeah, you might have. I think I might have, but I don't. I don't remember that part of it. I just remember seeing it in your, in your home. Well, we did. We did smoke a lot of weed that day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As you do when you're near. A sh did do sugar gliders react to it? Like, did you blow it in their faces ever? No. No, I'm not. A, I'm not getting getting animals high, kind of dude. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, there's people, there's pet owners that claim their animals like it. Um, I don't, uh, I don't prescribe to it personally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but sometimes, if you have a pet that runs over to you while you're doing it and starts biting at the smoke, what are you going to do? You know? Yeah, I, I have seen that happen. But yeah, my luck, I would get the one sugar glider who's a narc. Yeah, you don't need. <laughs> You don't need that. They're already <laughs> they could already rat you out for just owning them. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just pictured a sugar glider with a little like uh, badge around its neck. Yeah. <laughs> sugar sugar narc. Um so what about uh like have you ever named anything else? Like some people name uh, inanimate objects or or even cars and boats and things like that have you ever committed, uh I've named, committed I've, a name to something that normally doesn't get named yeah I've, I've named uh weed paraphernalia in the past right you give a bong a name yeah i had bong jovi james bong uh ozzy osbol <laughs> <laughs> yeah stuff like that 
I can't believe you remember them all because they're all dead now, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, because yeah. especially when you name a bong, it's almost like asking for it to fall over and its neck to snap. James Bong had a really good run. But uh, yeah, Ozzy Osbourne, I think, got stolen. <laughs> uh, I, I'm trying to think of if I've ever, I don't think I've ever named one. I mean, sometimes when you buy a bong, the the person who made it has a cute name for it or something, but I don't think I've ever uh, assigned one a name. But it's also because they come and go so fast sometimes and they get too dirty for me to want to clean them. Yeah. Which, can you imagine if you were like that way with children? Like if they just got messy, you're just like, I'm just going to leave that one uh, in the corner <laughs> and and move on to new ones. Yeah, I want to see how much resin this child can build up before I clean it. Oh man, they could get it gets so caked in there. <laughs> I'm talking about pipes now. Um, okay. <laughs> well, congratulations on getting through the uh, the pre-interview, and now we're we're practically out of time. So uh, I'm going to jump right to a couple of key things that I wanted to discuss with you about your name. And then we might have to uh, have you back some other time. I'd love to. Um, because you have a thing that in the cold open, I announced, I blithely announced that I didn't think we, I couldn't think of any guests we've had on this show that have the uh, first and last name alliteration of the uh, the same letter beginning both names. Because I know it's real tempting for parents of uh, children when they go to name them that if the last name begins with a certain letter go ahead and give them first name that begins with the same letter yeah i'm a regular kim kardashian (laughs) yeah that's a good one she hasn't been on this show though we thought of some ones producer ryan thought of some ones that have been on this show uh eric edelstein um Jenny Johnson, Joyelle Johnson. Oh yeah, I think people, I think people named Johnson love a good J <laughs> sound because you know there's Jake Johnson and Jack Johnson. So I think that's just a that seems kind of standard with the name Johnson. I'm glad with Benson, I didn't get like a you know Benjamin or something like that. Um, but uh, I guess yeah, Eric Edelstein is a good E one. That was where that was where I was tripped up on E, and then. Uh, Farrah Fawcett was my F. Gary Goldman is my G. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a funny sentence. Um, uh, Hubie Halloween is H. <laughs> 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 uh, I wonder if there's an I. Igor, Ooh. Igor. Um, that I might be a tough one. Ike. Baron Holtz. <laughs> Like, yeah. Anyway, um, how did your parents? Uh, did they basically just say, "Let's go for it with the the Kevin. Let's get that alliteration." I think I think I was originally going to be a Paul, which Paul is Kraft? weird. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't have a good that's, ring to it. I don't think I have a Paul like face. Yeah, it's just very basic. Yeah. Like, what's the name of the? I was trying to think of the guy named Kraft, who's like rich and he owns like one of the sports franchise. He owns a football team oh, or something. Yeah, Robert Robert Kraft, because I Robert. have an, I have an uncle oh, Robert Kraft. So 
when when football Robert Kraft got jerked off, uh, my <laughs> uncle Rob was fielding a lot of press requests. Oh, because what happened to him? <laughs> he got he got jacked off in a massage parlor. Oh, his oh, so his middle name is Jack off too. <laughs> <laughs> Runs in the family. Robert Jerkoff Craft. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So, but he's like, but he's emerged though as like he's one of those very philanthropic rich dudes, right? Like he's he's one of the good ones, allegedly. I think so. I, I only follow sports people really when they get jacked off. Yeah, that's the only reason. That's the only reason to pay attention to them. What's interesting about them? There's a lot of them. Other than that. <laughs> well, they're all probably doing it not getting caught or whatever. Like how, how you know, he's so freaking rich to get caught doing something like that. But I guess that's part of the, uh, maybe that was part of the appeal for him was the excitement of it being uh, illegal and probably yeah, shouldn't have been real loud. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody else in the same par- massage parlor couldn't couldn't finish so he like c- called the police. <laughs> hey, there's, there's something going iron. on. There's something going on in the room next to mine. It's a better hand job. <laughs> there's a sugar glider narc there. Oh my god, those sugar gliders are such sneaky sneaky deaky narcs. Okay, so we're running out of time, so let me get cut to another uh, really interesting question to me. Because of the double K's, did they they didn't they stopped and thought about how your middle name shouldn't begin with K? Correct. Yeah, and uh, that's when I when I was young, having the last name Kraft got a lot of macaroni and cheese jokes. But then sure. as I got older, and they're like, "Wait a second, two K's? What's the middle name?" And it's like, yeah, my mom is not psychotic enough to <laughs> name me Kevin Kyle Kraft or something like that. <laughs> uh, so what did they go with? They went with uh, Jerkoff. No, they, uh, John. <laughs> so it is John. a J. Not Jonathan? Nope, just J-O-H-N. We've run across that recently too. Uh, and, 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 and obviously John probably isn't for biblical reasons not really my my family is pretty catholic but you know not terribly overbearing right because we know that because kevin is not a biblical name yeah i don't i don't know if there's a saint kevin kevin didn't you know they didn't let kevin in the bible they were like kevin can wait (laughs) 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 so kjk that's kind of that's kind of a fun those are fun initials it sounds like you're agreeing to something but then saying that you're kidding kjk Um, oh i never even thought of that yeah that's fun uh (laughs) listen we got to get out of here for now but i'm serious about bringing you back for another episode because um you know we would love to know more about your name and also uh, get any kind of sugar glider updates, like if you broke down and got a new one. Yeah, um, do you have a name picked out for your next one? Uh, no, I don't. I'll probably just do something real unoriginal, like Gizmo Two or something. Yeah, well, our, I was thinking maybe Rizzo would be fun because it's that Muppet rat named Rizzo. Oh yeah, 
and um, it's got Z, it's got two Z's in it, so it's kind of like paying tribute to both of your previous sugar gliders in one theme going in one name. Uh, what would you like to uh, promote at this time? Because obviously, the second coming of John Cooper, we look forward to that coming out, but that's not going to be for a while. Yeah, especially because on day 10, our hard drive and backup hard drive crashed. So, what? Oh, no. So for the past month, uh, it was a 13-day shoot. So 10 of those 13 days have been at a data recovery center. And they uh, are just about done recovering the rest of day nine. So wow. we're behind the ball on the post-production process. Now, not to make this about me, but which day did I shoot? You were day one. Okay. <laughs> so you were safe. You have been recovered. <laughs> yeah, I got recovered first. Yep. As well, you, I as well you should have. I assume. <laughs> uh, all right. So so what do we have to plug in lieu of plugging the movie at this time? Uh, you, Your socials, your name is something about Kevin Crafts to jerk off or something like that? Yeah, my my Twitter is at Kevin Craft Sucks, but I don't I don't really use that too much anymore. But my um my Instagram and threads are just at Kevin Craft. Um, I think my Letterboxed is as well. And if you're curious about the second coming of John Cooper, there's an Instagram page for that. It's just at John Cooper Movie. I've been trying to post some non-spoilery behind the scenes pictures and footage here and there just to keep people interested until we get this finished and find a home for it. Right on, right on. Doug Mallard, what do you got to plug? Well, I will be performing and hosting for this local amazing organization here in Austin, Texas called the other ones foundation that helps the homeless community. Uh, be at a gala next uh, week from Saturday, the 11th, November 11th. It's an all-day affair from 12 till 10, and I'll be performing there alongside uh, the hip-hop group Farsight and Brownout there, Heartburn, a bunch of great bands. It's going to be an awesome day, and it's a great way to put money towards a good cause. So come on out to that at the Esperanza Community here in Austin. Yeah, if you you have a uh, time machine... Uh, go back a few hours and check out Doug at the uh, Red Room at uh, Cap City Comedy tonight. in Austin, Which Texas. Tonight, yesterday night, or whenever, <laughs> or whenever this gets listened to, some Kevin Craft fan, like down the road, like John Cooper is going to come out and uh, for the second time, and uh, and they're going to you know look up Kevin's name on the internet. They're going to find this podcast to hear and learn more about uh, Kevin. And uh, and then they're going to be really behind on getting to that show tonight. Um, <laughs> my plugs include Cleveland this Saturday, two shows, Douglas Movies in the Afternoon and Stand Up later that night at Dunlap's Comedy or Corner Bar. Dunlap's Corner Bar in Cleveland this Saturday, November 4th. Uh, San Antonio, Texas, December 2nd, Douglas Movies at 420 in the afternoon. And it looks like our friend Doug Mellard is going to be one of the guests on that show. So if you're in San Antonio or any, anywhere in Texas, it's worth the drive uh, to come out 
uh, to LOL Comedy Club. That's the name of it. And all of my dates are at douglasmovies.com. Got lots of, got two different monthly shows running in LA now the Benson movie interruption and Douglas movies. And they just sort of alternate every two weeks. If you want to come see me uh, do something movie related, uh, you can do that in Los Angeles. Douglasmovies.com. Thanks again to Kevin Kraft. And we always end every episode with what ends up being the uh, show title. And I think I came up with it. You know, it's not the snappiest title in the world, but I think it's uh, appropriate for this episode. So, as always, the second coming of Doug. (laughs) 